Hi, and welcome to our pilot podcast for our comparative law project. My name is Alana Crawford. My name is Ashley Rodriguez. We're Andrew Beeman. And we'll be comparing the law between of Israel versus law in the United States. All right, so in this podcast, we're going to be comparing uh, the judicial system of Israel and the United States. And that's going to entail, um, first of all, just learning about what are the similarities and differences as well as uh, diving into the criminal justice system and the civil justice system and um, the judicial decision-making and, like, specifically how judges think and act and all that stuff in uh, Israel versus in the United States. Um, And I'm really excited to learn a lot more about Israel um, because they're based off of religion. It's, like, the epicenter of Judaism in the world, So I think it'll be really interesting to see how their religion and also how, like, modern, like, human rights, because there's a lot of human rights issues because of the conflicts between Israel and Palestine there. It's going to be interesting to see how those intersect with uh, their judicial system and lawmaking. And um, I think it'll be really interesting to look into the... uh, pros and cons of their system because it is still such a young system it's only 50 or 60 years old and when our system was developing it was hundreds of years ago but now they're developing in a modern world and so there's so many more expectations of like and we know so much more about like what's right and wrong and what works and what doesn't so to see how there's functions and if there's still a lot of like issues because our criminal justice system has issues and like all different countries that have been around for hundreds of years also still have issues. So to see if they have similar like issues and disparities in justice or if it's different because they're so young. So yeah. What about you guys? Um yeah, I just kinda wanna wanna dig deep and discover what it's like to be there, what it's like to practice there, and um, see if they're as flawed as our hero system is. Um, I know, I know, in America, we that, uh, especially when it comes to the prison system and different laws, how it's uh, an equivalent. So mm-hmm. I know they kind of have racial, religious discrimination over there. So I kind of want to find that and see what it's like for human rights and criminal justice and so on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with both what you guys said. Um, I want to learn more about uh, the, stru- the government structure of Israel and how it really compares to the United States. Um, like we discussed, I mean, Israel is a Jewish country, mm-hmm. so uh, they're, they're, I think it'd be interesting how they incorporate religion into their government uh, structure and legal system, uh, whereas here in the U.S., we try to keep them separate, so I'd be, and I think it'd be interesting to find um, how that, necessarily that, to those two um aspects so compare and contrast mm-hmm. and Ashley you did some like outside research I guess mm-hmm. and you asked some people about what they thought 
the Israel judiciary system is like, didn't you? Yes, I did. I uh, interviewed a few people that I know on uh, what they think Israel's uh, government is like. And there was a lot of mixed uh, responses. It was was, kind of weird. Um, One of them, um, she said that um, she thought Israel was uh, a religion uh, uh, country, right? And so she think uh, she believed she thought that uh, Israel was um, because it's a religion country. She didn't know which one, but she knew it was something like that. Uh, that a lot of their rules go off uh, go off their religion, off their Bible or like sacred text. And um, I thought that was interesting that she she said that their legal system goes off a uh, sacred uh, text mm-hmm. and um, I asked another friend and he his was a lot more different he said that he thought it was um, run by like uh, that it was since it's like towards the Middle East he mm-hmm. thought it'd be more like run by ISIS or something like that oh <laughs> yeah and so because he's like, there's a lot of uh, corruption in countries, even here in the U.S., and so he thinks that that's everywhere. So Israel's run by that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about yeah. Israel, and I'm excited to like dig deep and like debunk some of that stuff, or maybe it'll be confirmed. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. He also said that there must be like a lot of war out there. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was like. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, well, that's what we're gonna find out. Yeah, I think it's interesting to hear other people's opinions about places, because uh, I know I definitely, I obviously have my own opinions about things, <laughs> but because <laughs> um, I know my friend is when my friend brought up to me that she was gonna study abroad in Israel, I was a little worried. Because I didn't know what they're, like, like what it's like there. Like, mm-hmm. is it, like, a dangerous place to be? Or, like, mm-hmm. is it, like, like, is it okay? Or, like, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to, like, dive in and learn more about the country. Yeah. yeah because, like, especially, you know, when you watch the media and everything, it's like, you know, in America, we usually pay attention to ourselves and then. You know, the closest people to us, like Canada and Mexico, like mm-hmm. sometimes like United Kingdom, but I think everywhere now it's kind of a little dangerous in a way. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think with Israel, like, yeah, I know they're an allied country and I know they're kind of um, a developed country, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, civilization and everything. So, I think it's probably going to be similar to ours, but probably. You know how a lot of, I don't know, I guess a lot of the common law came from, like, you know, religious beliefs of Christianity mm-hmm. back in the day. I feel like that's kind of, like, what they're going to be like, but with Judaism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't even know if I've ever really thought into Israel. Have you guys? Mm, I think... I mean, when I was, like, younger and I learned about it in class, I, like, was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That it was, like, a religious 
like there was like a religious war going on in like the modern era and like right now like people are fighting over their like holy land I thought that was really interesting but then I kind of like I don't want to say I forgot about it but I like it was on the back burner you mm-hmm. know yeah especially since like in America we're not that I mean we do have people that you know have certain religions but we're not as discriminative against them mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't even really affiliate with any religion so mm-hmm. it's just kind of I know how we're just kind of like such a diverse culture and everything. I know they're super diverse there and has always been diverse. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like there's a higher level of, um, I don't know, kind of like a non-tolerance and kind of like a segregation type of thing going on over there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess that fits the stereotype. I mean, like here, the U.S. is made out to be like not the perfect country, but like, a better place but I mean in reality I've actually seen a lot of discrimination against religious groups mm-hmm. here in the U.S. yeah yeah so just because it's not talked about doesn't mean it's not there yeah I mean Very like true. the president discriminates against like congress people because like like Ilhan Omar is like the first Muslim American woman to like be in congress and he blatantly attacks her about it so no one really respects the president i mean i shouldn't I say mean, no one pre- respects the president but <laughs> like when you look at that I, for me yeah it's but it's a it's a person of power yeah mm-hmm. like the person with the most or one of the people with the most power in the united states right. even if nobody respects him he still has that power yeah yeah all right so uh, the type of government structure and legal system in Israel is very interesting, and in my research, this is what I found. Um, <clears throat> this is how the legal system and courts work. All right, so it's based on common law and civil law, but the country does not have a formal constitution. A lot of their law is based on foreign laws, like the American law, Canadian law, Turkish law, British law, and German law. Uh there's a court for every issue. So there's a family court, religious court, traffic court, criminal court, claims court, local issue courts, district courts, juvenile courts, and many more. So every little aspect of issue, there is a specific court for that part. Um, Israel's legal system is hugely based on religion, and for each religious community, there is a religious court for their own. So, for example, if there was a problem in the Christian community, they would go to a Christian court. Um, the same thing with uh, uh, a Jewish community. If there was an issue there, they would go to a Jewish court. They wouldn't um, mix together. Each religion has their own court. Uh, the Supreme Court here in the United States would be equivalent to what the Shalom Court is in Israel. Um, and then for the government itself and the positions that are there and the responsibilities is the next part. All right. So Israel is a parliamentary democracy. The executive branch is made up by the cabinet of ministers. The legislative branch is made up by the 
Neset. The judicial branch is made up by a judicial selection committee. There is a president um, and a prime minister. The president, however, is not a part of a government branch, but his responsibilities include signing treaties, laws, appointing people to positions, and dealing with foreign affairs, whereas the prime minister is actually the head of the executive branch and leader of the multi-party system. Israel has six districts that are divided into 15 sub-districts and 15 natural regions. There are three forms of local government councils. There's the city council, the local councils, and the regional councils. Uh, There are elections uh, every four years to elect new members of for the Neset, that would be uh, the legislative branch. And finally, Israel has three political parties. The first one is labor Zionism, which is basically uh, social democrats. There's the revisionist Zionism, which are um, conservatives. And then there is the centralist religious Zionism. And that is the government and government structure and legal system in Israel. What was like the most surprising part of your research? That each um, little issue has its own court. Like there's so many issues, you know, there's family court, there's religious court, tribal court, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, here in the US, that's all bundled up into yeah. one family court that they deal mm-hmm. with everything. And then uh, civil court, that usually mm-hmm. entails religion and all these other things. Yeah. And then, like, it's just interesting how they have so many courts. And that each religion, uh, com- religious community has their own court. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm Do you think but that's, like, a good idea? Because, like, we have some specialized courts in the United States, like drug court mm-hmm. and, like, Gamble. There's like a gambling court in New York, but like or like um, I don't know what other kind of court. Tax like, court. Or, yeah, or like domestic violence court. Like, do you think that's a good idea to like have judges that specialize in certain areas, or like do you think it's better to have one judge that does like a bunch of different kinds of civil cases? I think this way it may take a bit longer and may have a little bit more uh, strain on the in the country, but I think it it, it definitely um, helps individuals. It helps mm-hmm. uh, the the nation as individuals. You know, um, that way uh, each judge can focus on that religious group on that um, uh, particular. Uh, violation, right? Um, I mean, if, if you have one judge for everything, they're going to be, like, all over the place, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're not going to have that um, extensive knowledge, you know? And that, um, I don't want to say compassion, but, like, that 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 consideration, you mm-hmm. know, for this is how they do that in this community. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go off that, you know? Whereas, like, because, you know, it's diverse over there like it is here, mm-hmm. right? And so every uh, uh, religious, every uh, ethnic community, they all have their own way of doing things, right? And for to one person, that may seem bad, 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think if there's a, if there's a one specific judge that focuses on that um, community, there can be more of a, uh, of a communication, right? There's more um, consideration, more, more knowledge that can be um, more insight that can be mm-hmm. um, provided for when um, the verdict comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like, if America was like that, because I'm sure, you know, when you go to the Islam court up there speaking, you know, Arabic, and then when you go to the Jewish court, it's going to be Hebrew, you know, mm-hmm. so it's probably, like, good for, you know, speaking the language you're comfortable with, and mm-hmm. so that way, mm-hmm. but, like, in America, how would they do that? <laughs> I think there'd also be less judgment, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because you're dealing with your community, mm-hmm. you what other similar thoughts? So within the Israeli legal system, um, I kind of dug in and did some research on what it takes to become a lawyer. And I don't know, in my opinion, it seems a little bit more difficult uh, than it would be here. You know, here you go get a bachelor's degree, and then you take the LSAT, and you get to law school, and then, you know, three years, and take the bar exam, and then you can practice law. Um, over there, it seems, I don't know, it just seems like a lot more steps to do, but it seems like they prepare you a lot better. Um, and uh, so the law schools all have to be recognized by the law faculty of Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Um, and steps that it takes to gain a license or to practice law, um, including like the exams for a law degree and so on. So the first step is that you have to pass a Hebrew proficiency test. And then after that, um, there's eight exams on separating the laws, um, one's obligations in labor law, one's property law, one's family and succession law, criminal law and procedural law, civil procedure and professional ethics, constitutional and administrative, administrational law, commercial law, on corporate partnerships and other associations, commercial law on bankruptcy, liquidation bills, exchange and tax law. So there's those different eight exams um, that you'll be tested out in order to get through. And then uh, you are obligated to serve 12 months um, and 36 hours a week um, as like a law clerk. And then after that, you have to pass the final written exam. And in the final written exam, they kind of go over similar to the eight exams of separate law areas but it's in a written format. So court procedure, procedure for registering lands, rights, and real estate, procedure and registration, registering corporations, partnerships, and liquidations, interpretation of laws and judicial documents, professional ethics and evidence, and recent changes in case law and legislation. And after that, you have to pass an OR exam, and that's in front of three judges. And so, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm like studying for, I could have be an expert in something, but if there's three 
judges that have been doing it for a while. That'd be so intimidated, you know. Like, um, I guess it's kind of like an interview, though. But it's like if you do that, if you get the next time, you know, I just be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. And then um, once the final exams are all passed, and that's the uh, eight exams with separate law areas, the 12 months served, and the, past the final written exam, and then the oral exam, like I said, in front of three judges, then you're um, admitted into the Israel Bar Association and granted um, a license to practice law. So and that's kind of like automatic. And I know in the United States, it's similar to the Israel Bar Association, we have the American Bar Association. And then um, I think we have individual state associations as well. But over there, you have to have, I don't know, you have to be a member of the Israel Bar Association practice. And I know in America, it's not the same. I think they say like, Half the nation's lawyers join. Lawyers join, and then um, I don't know. Obviously, it's a higher level in the states, but you don't necessarily have to join. Mm -hmm. Um, And some random facts for you guys. So, the country of Israel is actually the has the highest number of active lawyers per capita. And um, yeah, it says that the largest law firms in Israel have upward of 150 attorneys. And um, also in an article that I found back in 2012, they said that they have more women than men admitted into the Israel Bar Association. Um, graduation ceremony and everything. So I thought that was pretty cool. Because uh, it was like 1,248 new lawyers, you know? Um, and I guess as a country, there's 52,000 lawyers. So it just seems like it's a very popular um, yeah. profession over there. Um, is there jobs for all those lawyers? Like, is it like a... Is there the demand for that many lawyers in Israel? I mean, it appears so. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there's people that even come from the United States uh, that you know, right after high school, you mm-hmm. know, they go over to Israel and they practice over there and go to law school there and everything. Um, and uh, it seems like a very popular. Like I said, a very popular popular profession. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So, um, also, I found you know, something interesting about the number of attorneys in different locations. So, um, the three top lawyers and law firms, like population wise, mm-hmm. would be uh, Tel Aviv. Aviv in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and kind of in that order, Tel Aviv has the most yeah. um, number of attorneys and law firms, and then Aviv in Jerusalem, all closely behind. But they 
I don't know, I guess I assumed that in Jerusalem there would be a lot more yeah. lawyers for some reason, but... I feel like everybody knows about Jerusalem. Yeah. And, like, we don't really... Especially in the United States, we don't really learn about other places, mm-hmm. like, ever. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people are uh, not uneducated, but unaware of, like, a lot of other places and, like, the diversity or, like, the population of a lot of other places. Because, like, growing up, you always learn that, like, America's the biggest and the best. Mm-hmm. You don't learn about, like, other places. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. But what do you guys think about, like, what it takes to become a lawyer? Because you guys want to go to law school, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you find that more difficult, or? I, I don't know if I'd be as motivated to go to law school. Yeah. Like, I, I'm really motivated to go to law school, and I probably would go to law school still there, but I feel like it's a lot of pressure. There's so much to do. I can't get past the whole the oral exam. The, Hebrew, well, the oral exam. I that don't know what it is about the oral exam, but like also the Hebrew proficiency test. Just to, oh yeah, you know, like that's mm-hmm. the start. And it's like I don't know, it's probably like an English exam, but like I don't know how to compare it to that. But yeah, like Hebrew is a I feel like it would be. If you, especially because you said that there's people that come from the United States and then go there mm-hmm. and then learn. I feel like it would be difficult to learn Hebrew. I think some of them, like, you know, like I saw in like different articles how people come from like Argentina, so I know, mm-hmm. um, like that's kind of where they were born and like lived and they come back to, um, you know, Israel because mm-hmm. it's like the whole land. Yeah. So I think like the people who do go to Israel for law school. I think maybe they're trying to stay over there and practice law. Yeah. And they already know the language mm-hmm. and no families from there. But yeah. I don't know. Hebrew looks daunting. It's not the Because same. it's like different characters and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think the oral exam scares me the most. Yeah. Because it's always scary. It's like you're so confident, like going in and taking a test. But then if I found out that like I had to take my test in front of people, yeah, I'd be like, what? <laughs> or like talk to like professionals about that have been doing it for that have been doing it forever <laughs> and are judging your every move, motion, and like word that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. I feel like that would be scary. I think it it, it would be intimidating, like you said, but I think it, it'd be highly beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh law, I mean once you get down to it, I mean that's you're you're basically helping run your nation, your country, mm-hmm. you know, so you want to know everything there needs there needs to be known. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it definitely is intimidating and it'll definitely be hard. Um, but I think like anything else in life, anything hard to get mm-hmm. is definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, one thing I did find interesting, though, was, you know, um, to become a lawyer in Israel, and you guys know I was going to touch on this. But to become is uh, a lawyer in Israel, you have to speak, um, you know, Hebrew and everything. And it seems like, obviously, a bias towards, um, like, Judaism. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I know within the courts they have, like, different, or there's different court systems, and there's Christian law, and 
um, inform law and so on, but it doesn't seem like that's a necessity. It doesn't seem like that's something that's prioritized, like even civil procedure law or professional ethics or admin law or anything like that. Like, I don't know. I just found that interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that, like, in Israel, a lot of them speak English as well, but, like, their, like, court proceedings happen in Hebrew, which I feel like is definitely discriminatory, discriminatory, but, like, it's the same in the United States in some ways, because, like, if there's, like, someone that's, uh, that only speaks Spanish, we don't have court that happens in Spanish, or, like, we don't have court that happens in, like, Mandarin Chinese or French or like Portuguese or like because like there's immigrants that come from different places and sometimes they commit crimes or their family members commit crimes and then they don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I'm sure like that's probably why they have the different courts. Mm-hmm. So it does like include the people who mm-hmm. um, you know might not know mm-hmm. the whole procedure of Jewish law and everything, but. I still found that interesting because it's like, yeah, it's Israel, but it's like, you know, the three trifecta religions, you know, Mm -hmm. the big three. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to be talking about um, judges in Israel. So uh, I started researching with just like how you become a judge and like what a judge's duties are. So, um, it's very different than in the United States. A judge can be um, pretty much anyone that applies to be a judge. You submit a resume and a recommendation from like your peers or like your superiors or people that you've worked with. And then um, you submit that into the Israeli Judicial Selection Committee. And then once you've been like accepted through the first like phase of becoming a judge your name is then submitted to a public forum and anyone in the like country of Israel that sees your name on the public forum if they know you they can contact the Israeli Judicial Selection Committee and either boost you or like degrade you like they can say like you're a great judge or that you suck as a judge And then um, after there's, like, a public input, like, there's, like, a window of time your name is in this public forum. After they've heard all of these opinions about you, the panel of judges vote, and the candidate needs a majority. Or if they are a Supreme Court applicant, they need two less than the amount of people there. So the full panel is nine people. So if you were a Supreme Court applicant, you need seven out of nine votes. But if you're just applying to be like a specialty court judge, you'd need like if there was nine people, you need five votes. So um, I thought it was interesting that the other or like that the panel votes on who becomes the judge, because in the United States, it's either by like election of the constituents or by appointment of the Congress people and the president. So I thought it was interesting that like, while 
it is ultimately up to the panel of the Israeli Judicial Selection Committee. The public does get a say because mm-hmm. sometimes the public doesn't get a say here. Yeah. And like it's all up to all of the white men that are in Congress and in office. Like with the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, like the public's voice wasn't really heard in that. Yeah. Like, yes, everybody had an opinion about it, but like that opinion wasn't really heard by anyone because there was just the testimony and then the investigation was closed, you know? Like there wasn't room for public opinion or public input. So I think it's really interesting that they have this like public input and this public forum and this space for people to talk about how they feel about this candidate. Um, So in Israel, another interesting part is that the judges' roles are very, very different because um, in Israel, they don't have juries. Mm -hmm. So when you present your case, it's in front of a singular judge or if you're appealing a case, it's in front of a panel of judges, usually like three. Um, and since there's no jury, it's all up to the judge, which means they have a much wider discretion. And in Israel, there's a lot more freedom to create law based off of cases and to like use your discretion more freely. And um, if you feel that something isn't right from a previous case, you don't have to follow that case. There's not as much stare decisis there. Mm -hmm. And um, I found that really interesting, mostly just because they don't have juries. Yeah. Which is something that's, like, so important in the United States Mm -hmm. is, like, your right to a trial of your by your peers. So it's just, like, presenting to a singular judge. It's really just, like, how that judge feels, you know? Like, obviously, they have to be unbiased, but, like, everybody has biases. Yeah. And when you combine 12 biases, you're more likely to get a unbiased result versus one person deciding your fate, mm-hmm. you know? Their interpretation will be mm-hmm. felt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, 12 interpretations might change someone's mind versus one interpretation, and that's just what they go with. And, um... The judges, like I said, have a wide discretion and have a lot more freedom because there's no written constitution in Israel. Um, They use common law and civil law, and they have rules and regulations, but there's no, like, written constitution like there is in the United States. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, But, yeah. Do you think it's better like that? Not having a jury? I personally am a strong believer in your right to a a jury or like a trial by your peers. Um, I think jury trials are really helpful. I know some people don't like jury trials because they're like peers and sometimes people are ignorant (laughs) and like they still get put on juries. But um, I think it's all part of the process mm-hmm. because, like, usually when there's, like, a jury, it's 12 people and, like, a leader usually, like, emerges. Like, there's one person that kind of, like, just has that, like, role, like, unofficially. Um, and so I think it's, like, important to have people that come from all different walks of life listening to your case and, like, especially if a, the defendant, like, uh gets on the stand I think it's really important to uh hear people out and like 
getting all those different opinions to come to a decision is not only helpful for the jury for like teamwork and like life skills, but I think it's also it gives the defendant a better chance because mm-hmm. in like a criminal trial, for instance, the prosecution is a repeat player. Like it's a prosecuting attorney that goes through this multiple times a day, every day for years and years and years sometimes. So they have like case law like down pat and they know everything and they know a way around everything and they know how to argue and the defense attorneys usually know that as well but like this person has never been to court before maybe they're scared or like they are young maybe yeah and like they don't know what's going on and if they're like watching all of this like because like in a criminal trial like prosecution goes first so they're watching all these people testify against them it's scary, so it's nice to know that there's a bunch of people that are in the same boat as you in a way, you know? Like, they're citizens. They're not, like, officials. They're not sitting in a big robe on a big chair with a gavel, like, deciding your fate. It's yeah. citizens that, like, you might see on the street. So I think it's, like, a comfort thing, and I think it's a lot more, like, it decreases the chance for bias to affect people's decisions. Well said. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So that was just kind of like a, I guess it wasn't really brief, but it was an introduction into the types of conversations that we're going to be having while discussing um, the Israel judicial system and comparing it to our lives in the United States and our previous knowledge about this stuff. We're all students that are pursuing a career in law in some way. So um, I think it'll be really interesting about how we bring in our different ideas and opinions. And I'm really excited to learn more about Israel's system. Uh, Next week, we're going to be discussing the criminal justice system. So, yeah, thanks for listening.